Mm-hmm. And so I, I left that and I, um, I, I think I went, I think I went back to California or maybe back to Florida. I don't remember. And you fell in love. And not that, not that, not yet. We're not there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess that's it's true. About the same timeline. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Come, come next year. Um, yeah, I, I met someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I, I imagine similar to what, um, your partner was to you it, or relative to me, it was, it was, it was a lot of the things that I wasn't at the time. Mm-hmm. And this other person that I met was, was a lot of the things that you were at the time. Yeah. yeah. And so it was just like feeling, healing. yeah, it was very healing. Yeah. And, um, and, and, oh God, uh, she, she was so patient with me because she was like, oh, I'm definitely not dating someone like this close out of the separation. I was like, no, I'm, it's f- fine. I'm fine. Famous last like, word. Yeah, I'm good. I'm not repeating patterns here. Yeah. And I was like, oh, just an ayahuasca. I'm healed. I'm aware. <laughs> yeah. I'm conscious. I am yeah. woke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Enlightened. Any other buzzword you can think of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so she had so much patience with me. And, mm. and that was a very, very healing relationship. Mm. Um, beautiful. Yeah. 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 I mean, and, and it was around that time that I think is when your healing started, right? Yeah. It, it was almost like <laughs> the, a flip. It was like handing yeah. off the baton. I was like, fucking really? Yeah. That's a great way to put it. Mm-hmm. You were so deep in it. And I was, I was in the newness. I was yeah. in the, like, uh, the new relationship energy with a another person but also new relationship energy with myself mm-hmm. like i am here in austin everything is great and playful and light and i was meeting people and like dancing and exploring and then it's about february march of 20 20 2020 yeah so we all know what happens then <laughs> the fucking pandemic hit Rona. and i you're in a relationship that became pretty public. Mm -hmm. Um, and all of a sudden my experience started to go pretty internal and pretty dark because all the new relationship energy was gone. I'd been talking to this man now for a couple months and also we're in like the greatest state of fear that we possibly could have ever gone to as a like collective because this was when we just didn't know and at first it was like everything's fine you know we're going to be fine we're going to be out of this thing in a couple weeks and then it became very clear that we weren't going to be out of it and all of a sudden all of this shit that I haven't had to face in my own processing it was the only thing I could face I was alone we weren't allowed to see other people the whole country was locked down and there I was, just me and my emotions, me and my separation. And it was the darkest, heaviest, saddest time in my life. I mean, I remember just writhing. Like, that's the best way to describe it. Like, so fucking sad that I couldn't even, like, I didn't know what to do with my body. I was just, like, <laughs> rolling around in bed. And the grief, the best way to describe it was it was a bottomless pit. Now, Turns out it's not a bottomless pit. There is an end to it. But in those moments, you're just like, when will this end? The sadness, the deep fucking sadness. And the thing that is so interesting about grief is it, it's not linear and it's not predictable. So I'm like 
in the middle of Whole Foods grocery shopping and I just get hit with a wave where I feel like I can barely stand. And then, you know, I'm fine and I'm dancing and I'm happy one minute later. And then I, I'm doubled over again. It was just like, what the fuck? And then surprise, surprise, because my body loves to uh, hit me with the Mack truck when I'm not paying attention. I get sick. Yeah. I get really, really sick. I go into um, like one of the worst like health crises I've ever had of um, toxic mold. Um, and again, it's no surprise that like in the depths of my sadness that my lungs become deeply affected so in chinese medicine the lungs are associated with grief and the saddest i'd ever been all of a sudden i'm having trouble with breathing and having trouble with my chest is i feel like i'm wearing a weight vest all the time and now i'm convinced that any physical ailment is just a um a sign of something emotional happening in the body that gets to be processed i'm convinced all of it even from like the fucking common cold um but yeah, so you're like starting to live your best life and I'm, it feel like all of a sudden going through like the darkest, hardest time. And it was really confronting. Um, especially like the happier I saw you got, the more resentful I became. And so again, like people see now that we're in this such a place of love and committed friendship. And there was a lot, a lot of tension, sadness, frustration, anger. And I would say, the biggest piece in all of it was we were committed to feeling our fucking feelings. Like we just allowed ourselves to feel all of it. There was no repression anymore. And, and that didn't mean that we were necessarily in a good place. I would say there was always an undertone of like, I care about you, Mm -hmm. even if I was fucking angry at you. So we could stay connected to love, but that doesn't always mean like it's, kind and gentle it was like i love you and i can't fucking see you right now which actually led to me making one of the toughest decisions i've ever made in my life outside of leaving our marriage was walking away from training camp for the soul that work was the most impactful work really till this day that i've ever been a part of and working for that company was one of the most incredible alivening times of my life it was magic i mean it literally felt like i was playing in magic And as we're going through the separation, I'm going deeper into my own grief. You're going deeper into your own journey. You get promoted. You become CEO of the company. And now it is so clear that, you know, in my own journey of breaking codependency, here I am now with you technically in charge of my role and my finances. And I had just done everything to try to get away from that. And it was like, okay, Bryn, This is hard. And is this how you want to perpetuate this pattern? Or are you ready to like really break free and let go? And letting go means getting away from Chris at this level too. And so I made the really tough decision. I remember it was actually so sad and also healing. I called you to tell you like, hey, this, I'm going to have this conversation today. Just so you know, this is like where I'm going. And I couldn't tell you it because I was so like sad. I was like trying to get the words out and you're like sitting, holding your breath on the other side. Like, what are you about to tell me? And you, you go, were crying. You were, you were I was like, hysterical, like yeah. hysterical. And you go, 
are you pregnant? I was like, and then I burst yeah. out laughing. And it was <laughs> so like healing. the best thing you could have said. <laughs> we both cracking up. Because I was like, oh, no, it's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just leaving the, my job. Yeah. Um, and I proceed to tell the team that I'm leaving. And um, a not so amazing because she just rec- immediately recognized like this is happening for us mm-hmm. and it was happening for you and it was happening for yeah. me and it was one of the best decisions I've ever made for myself and I think that a lot of times people get confused and think that because the decision is going to benefit your greatest and like highest self that it will be an easy one to make or that you'll feel better on the other side of it it's not necessarily true that was yeah. devastating I cried for weeks after leaving that company um, because again similar to you it was another level of identity. Yeah. I was this like cool magical fairy that got to play at training <laughs> camp for the soul and had access to all of this like witchiness and retreats. And I just loved who I was yeah. at that company. And I, the fear, the ego was like, you're not going to have access to that community. People will forget about you. You're going to lose all of that magic, all of the fear coming up to the surface. And in reality, I still see all of those people. I still have access to all of that magic. And it gave me perspective of, what other magic is out there. Um, but that was like another evolution in this healing. And yeah, it was, it was fucking tough. Cause I remember getting to a point where before that, I mean, even seeing your face on the computer screen was so triggering. I like couldn't even stand to see you cause it was just so confronting. Um, cause I loved you and I hated you and I was fucking sad. And I like, it was so many things and I really needed full separation. Yeah out of sight, out of mind. Well, not out of mind. That's yeah. not even close to true. <laughs> out of sight. <laughs> yeah. And out of energetic space. And um, in that space, I was able to really just be with what was without the story, without, because uh, this is another level, I think, that sometimes people, when they start their personal development, can get stuck in is this like always needing to process and always needing to heal something. And I knew it wasn't serving me to be around you where I was needing to constantly process something. I'm like, I'm cool with just being with what's here. I don't need to add to that. Don't need to intentionally trigger. No. Which is why taking space in a separation or like when you're, you know, separating from someone, like taking physical space apart is really like a full break where you're not texting, you're not calling, you're not communicating. So you can really be with yourself. Um, and not deal with any of the like entanglements. And so I think that was a really healing part for me is to really separate myself from you. Yeah. Was there, um, was there a a time or were there points where you thought we were going to get back together during our separation? Yes. Yeah. Same here. Several. Um, and it's funny, you know, trying to think of, I think underneath all of it, Underneath all of it, there was a story that I hadn't let myself fully come to terms with, but there was always a story of like, if he really loved you, he would fight for you. That was like the lens I kept using to keep myself again in the space of like righteousness. Like you're doing the right thing because if he really loved you, he would be working like hard to, to be in this relationship. He would have like flown to Austin and like showed up at your doorstep. And also people were reinforcing that. They're like, where is he? He's not, he's not showing up for you. And like, you're better than that. And if he really cared, he would be doing this and this. And again, they're doing that because they loved me yeah, and that's all sure. they knew, right. but it perpetuated that story. Yeah. And so I would find myself in these moments of, um, 
again, releasing and relinquishing my power to you because I wanted you to choose me instead of me saying, hey, I actually really fucking love you and all I want for you to do is to come back and we can work through this. I didn't take that ownership. I wanted to release it to you. I remember being pissed at you after ayahuasca thinking you were going to have some profound breakthrough that was either going to give clarity on we're moving forward or we're separating, like divorcing and even relinquishing that to you. And it wasn't until I forget even who it was that said to me, like, you're stepping into your queendom. And to do that means you have to know what you want. You have to know what you desire and you have to powerfully claim it. And so you're not waiting for him to make the decision. What do you want? But that concept was so foreign to me. I was having to constantly practice making choices because I had defaulted all of that to you. You led me in all parts of my life. And so even like this decision of separating or staying together was still like, I knew I needed to take ownership of that. And yeah, I would be lying if I said there weren't times where I just wanted you to say like, I love you and I choose you and like, let's figure this fucking out. Um, and it didn't happen and it's okay. Um, because I wasn't clearly in a place where I could claim that either. And then, yeah, I think just over time, I didn't know how to go back to the us. Like the garden had died. We had spent enough time apart. We'd spent enough time on our own. The collective garden was dead. And I knew that there's always multiple realities. And that was something that I had to really sit with and accept was that there was a reality where we could have made it work. Yeah. And that was actually a really hard one to swallow Yeah. because um, there wasn't any like, yeah, people could have said any one of these things that I named on this podcast could be the thing that broke us. Me falling in love with somebody, you falling in love with somebody, you cheating, me like withholding myself for you for years. Like there's so many parts that could have been irretrievably broken as the, the divorce attorney liked to say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the reality is none of that shit actually mattered. Like we could have gotten through all of that. I even remember when you told me that you cheated feeling like fucking really sad and then releasing it and thinking like that wasn't going to be the thing that broke us. And it's so funny how many people wanted to say to me how like, of course you're leaving. Like that's the thing that, you know, um, broke the relationship. And how could you ever trust him again? And in my body, that wasn't true at all. I didn't feel any of that. Um, I think it just goes to show like you can create whatever the fuck you want and society doesn't get to tell you otherwise. And so the reality was, yes, we could have committed and made it work, but the reality we chose was not to. We kept growing and evolving and I was witnessing you step into the most powerful and expressed and like joyous version of yourself. And I was parallel doing the exact same thing like reaching new levels yeah and like it just became clear like you know what sure we could try and come back together but i think we're just really fucking great where we're at and the reality i'm going to choose i remember i was going on a walk through one of these like back neighborhoods and saying like i think it's time i think it's time that we move forward with the divorce and every day since making that decision there were still moments of deep sadness, like that we had an amazing relationship and I will never view it as any other way. 
Like I fully believe that. And I think it's so confronting to people. They can't wrap their heads around two people who love each other so much who just choose to not do life together anymore. Yeah. Well, in that way. In that way. Exactly. And I think that was also really confronting to the divorce attorney. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The day of our divorce finalizing. So we had a Zoom hearing. It's so fucking backwards, y'all. Like we were talking about this the other day of how easy it is to marry and how complicated it is to separate. And even like when it's amicable and we get the notice, there's going to be a zoom hearing with the judge and Chris and I live five minutes away from each other. And so I said to him like, Hey, I'm going to pick up coffee. We can like do the zoom thing together. And the attorney gets on first and she says to me like, Oh, I I didn't realize you two are going to be in the same room. I don't have couples who do that. And we're like, (laughs) okay, (laughs) that's fine. Um, And she was like, you could tell like confused, like is the judge going to be okay with this? And and then she asked, she's like, I'm going to prepare you for some questions that I have to ask you. One of which is, is your marriage irretrievably broken? And I remember everything inside of me wanting to say, no, it's not. (laughs) It's not irretrievably broken and fuck you for making me have to say that it is in order for somebody else to govern that we can separate. Right. It was like all of these very intense emotions. I felt the same way. I was was angry at that process. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, fuck you. I was like, it's not your business. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then on top of it, another layer of fucked upness was on top of me saying, having to declare that it was irretrievably broken, they wanted to know why. Because she yeah. was saying sometimes judges don't accept that is good enough and they'll order you to go to counseling. And it just blew my mind that, you know, of all the things we could be doing to teach people how to rise in love and yet we're focused on like this is how to keep couples together. Um, we're not teaching people how to navigate conflict. We're not yeah. teaching people how to have intimate sex. We're not teaching people how to like speak to their desires. All the ways that makes you want to choose someone Yes, and not force them to stay. (laughs) Yeah. Oh God. It's like the, our marriage isn't irretrievably broken, but this fucking system is. Yeah. So it was just very eye opening Mm -hmm. um, in some ways. And then, you know, the, the judge comes on and I'm like, I'm nervous. Yeah, I was too. It's not <laughs> I don't know why. experience like, I ever have yeah, anymore. Like, yeah. you know, of course I get nervous sometimes, but I don't feel like that level usually. Mm-hmm. And the judge looks at us and he says, you know, I'm really just impressed with the two yeah. of you. He goes, I don't normally see couples together smiling. He's like, I, I can tell that you've like done this in love. Yeah. And it was so sweet and tender. Yeah, he was really kind. He was really kind. Yeah. My divorce attorney, on the other hand, total <laughs> asshole. <laughs> like, am I not paying you? <laughs> I thought you were on my team, lady. Um, but it's true. Like, yeah. we had to go through the darkness and the anger and the sadness and the fuck yous, which we didn't even talk about that whole journey. But yeah, there's a whole story around me screaming fuck you at Chris for like an hour. That was the second hold the bucket. Yeah. 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 Um, but we had to go through all of those experiences to clear literally 10 years of resentment so we could come back to love. And I think that's where people look at us and they say like, I want that for me and my ex and I want that so badly. And my, my question or like um, opportunity for you is, have you both 
gone to the depths of your feelings to be able to choose each other. So in this capacity, we're not choosing each other in a romantic sense, but we're choosing to come back to love in a friendship sense. But that wouldn't have been possible had we not been so committed to our own healing individually. Because if both of us, like if I had committed and you hadn't, it wouldn't be possible and vice versa. And so that is how you transition through love and through kindness is you do the emotional healing Mm -hmm. and the separateness first so that you can consciously and with intention choose to come back in a place of love. Yeah. And we, we both came from this place of radical responsibility, like owning what's ours and you owned what I owned, what was mine. You owned what was yours. And it was so like, I, I know I've acknowledged you before, but like the process was so like healing and relieving. Mm. Um, and it was such a honor to like witness your growth. You're stepping into your empowerment. Cause I, I know how hard like all this was and, um, you did it with such grace, mm. ease and grace. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. I really received that. Um, cause I feel it. I mm-hmm. feel I'm proud of myself. I kept saying that like the day of our separation, I was like, I'm so fucking proud of myself. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm so proud that I listened to the inner knowing that said like, drop the bomb. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'll reiterate the same thing. I'm so proud of you. I'm so impressed by, you know, I wrote, we both wrote, public letters to each other that wasn't the intention but i i wrote a letter to you that i read to you the morning of our divorce and in that letter i i shared that you know you had every reason to be mad at the world and you were for a while and that was okay you needed to be and i probably would have been fucking mad too and what's the most impressive though is that despite the pain and despite the suffering you chose to make something out of it you chose to rise through it and create a life that you also really desired and like in some ways i feel like it's just the fucking beginning for both of us every time i think we're like oh cool you get to take a break it's like (laughs) nope here's the next fucking chapter like here we go buckle up Mm -hmm. and it's been so fun to watch and to witness and then to choose to come back into friendship and to get to keep all the best parts of our lives and friendship that like we still get to have like we joke we're like all right we're gonna go to hawaii in like this <laughs> month and then um you know we'll like go to dance parties together now and it's just yeah. like and it it still blows people's minds because they're like how are you two doing that i'm like i don't know how else to do it <laughs> yeah yeah just the way we chose yeah Um, so now, um, as of this week, divorce is official. We're both single, y'all. We're single, (laughs) y'all. And we had tacos to close the divorce. So to anybody who's listening to this, if you really want to know how to really crush a divorce, (laughs) you get tacos after. Tacos. (laughs) Um, yeah. So what's, what's next in your world? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. (sighs) <sighs> what is next in my world? Um, hmm. I could go a million different directions. And um, 
what's like present in this moment is the expansion of my expression, my ability to love, and my magnetism. That's what feels so true. It's like the deeper I've gone in on myself, I'm finding that the things that I used to shame myself for, that I hid from you in our relationship and that I suppressed for years are my fucking superpowers. And I'm just now, I feel like really stepping into a level of confidence in my expression with my emotions and how it has become this walking permission slip for others to do the same. And so I'm so motivated to go deeper into myself. I heard somebody explain it once to me as some people's path is to have an upward spiral. Like the bigger they become and the more public they become, the more like outward facing they become, the more they serve. And then others have an inward spiral. And the more they go inside of themselves, the more that they get to serve. And I feel very it feels very true that I'm the inward spiral. Like the deeper I go inside of myself, the more I get to serve other women. And so I'm tapping into this next level of expression through dance, through emotions, um, through writing. Writing has been such medicine for me. And it's I've seen how it's been such medicine for those in my life when I write. And then just like this ability to open my heart and to feel open hearted and to give love and receive love at a level that I've never experienced. And that feels really exciting that like knowing who we both are as individuals, whoever is lucky enough to land one of us, like, first of all, you're welcome. You're like welcome. Uh, what, yeah. we, what I've helped, you know, facilitate in both and for you to like, you're We've welcome been through boot camp. Yes. <laughs> um, but it's, it's exciting. And yeah. there have been two mantras that I've been declaring to myself every day. I believe in magic and just be. Those are the two. It makes me want to cry <laughs> um, because that's the world that I'm choosing to live in now. It's like without this like intense need to prove myself anymore, even into our separation, there was this chip on my shoulder that I had something to do and something to prove yeah. by being a dependent woman. And mm-hmm. now I'm like, okay, be you can let that go. You get to just be, mm-hmm. you get to believe in magic. Yeah. Um, and in through that and through following my own desire, which is something it's been a gift I've given myself in the separation is connecting to my desire. The more magnetic I become and the more life gets to present these opportunities to me that I just get to say fucking yes to. Yeah. So that's what's next. Fuck yes. Fuck yes. <laughs> what about for you? <sighs> you know, I, I feel, um, in a similar place. Yeah. And I'm convinced we're the same person. It's eerie, folks. We order the same thing <laughs> at every meal. Uh, yeah. We, it, it is really funny that like something will happen. We'll both look at each other and we'll know exactly like what we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, same person. And, um, yeah, I'm I'm feeling that uh the more I the more I go into myself, uh the more I discover who I am authentically, who I how powerful I am. Um and it uh the more I I am in that place of like knowing in my center, the less fear there is, the less resistance there is. I'm just like sharing all of myself and like don't give a fuck about anything. 
And every time I do that, um, it, the universe like comes back in the form of people being like, holy shit. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Like, thank you. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And, um, there was absolutely a while where I was showing up publicly, uh, to be seen. There Mm -hmm. was, uh, showing up publicly to like get attention and to like be a certain person. And I can authentically say that like, that's something shifted where that's just not there anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, and now I, I, I write and I share from my experience and, um, it's like, I I share things that (laughs) I'm not even just a few months ago in a million years, I wouldn't even like, Mm -hmm. like the freestyle I did and the playing the guitar for the first time and playing like a few weeks. And I'm just like, I don't even care. And like sharing those parts of myself that I used to carry so much shame around or was so deep in the shadow and just putting it on loudspeaker mm-hmm. and being like, look, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. I was like, the people I love accept the fuck out of me. Uh, and if you don't, it's probably because I'm triggering something in you. And so um, increasing, um, like not not even intentionally increasing, but allowing my light to shine through me. Mm-hmm. Allowing, um, yeah, allowing my magnetism to be what I know it is. And, um, it's healing for me and, and from what I hear, it's healing for other people. And so, um, being more of myself and continuing to discover more of myself, um, I'm, I'm in a place to, to where like life is so good. Mm. This is actually like Mm -hmm. one of the areas which I, which I'm like constantly challenged with is, um, is in the, the creating and the visualizing Mm. Um, like when someone says 10 years from now, I'm like, if you only saw two years ago, <laughs> I was like, I couldn't you have visualized this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You could give me 10 hits of acid and I couldn't visualize this. Yeah, yeah. And so I, that's one of the challenges that I have right now, admittedly is, is visualizing better. Mm. Um, because I'm so in love with my life. I'm so in love mm-hmm. with with my home and I, I have everything that I want. Like, and if I want something like I truly want it, I'll just get it or I'll just, I'll, I'll think of it. But so funny because you know, in our relationship, mm-hmm. you would never give would yourself never. Yeah. what you wanted. And even hearing your definition or, or your explanation of what's next, you were describing how you just show up and share all parts of you and people get to take it or leave it. And how confronted you were by like um, not having freedom. Yeah. Like, well, you finally have the freedom that you yeah. were always seeking. So mm-hmm. of course you're the happiest you've ever been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so happy. Yeah, and that's that's um, I'm, I'm like lit. I'm lit up by the work that I'm doing, and yeah, yeah, and it's. Um, it's all it's coming through me in all new ways too and and I'm starting to listen to the feathers i i uh, honestly the feather the brick and the mac truck i this podcast i i i felt the feathers and the feathers for like six months and I started getting bricks and I was like start this fucking podcast <laughs> or I'm gonna hit you with something <laughs> I was like okay <laughs> okay and so this is just one of those expressions where um it just feels authentic to me to have these conversations and to, and to show like a, a deeper, more vulnerable side. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, f- 
for the for the first time in my life, I think I've let go of the attachment of achievements, mm-hmm. and like it, we're we're running this like two day event, and I've like surrendered to like how it does. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, we've got some goals, like we want to do this, and if it doesn't do that, like, cool. I know that it's funny because I used to have to have the achievement to do what was necessary to get the achievement. And now I'm in a place where I'm just doing my life the best way that I know how just because. Mm -hmm. And I do it for myself personally as well. It's like I used to deal with my shit because of um, a relationship or because I needed to be better at my role as a leader. And now it's just this comes up and I just deal with it. It's not Mm -hmm. for anyone else. Mm -hmm. It's just like because that's what who I am now. And um, it's not to be a better partner. It's not to be a better leader or a boss or, or whatever. Um, and that's just like the, the cycle that I'm in is like I'm completely accepting of this life and um, really excited because it keeps getting better. Mm-hmm. And there's just like this. Um, <sighs> every time I think like I get this point where I'm like, Oh, I got it now. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm on the path. I'm doing the thing. I've got it figured out in my mind. What's next? Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> the universe that is was like, you getting flipped off a lid. That was silly. <laughs> yeah. And then something shifts, and I'm like, oh wow, like this is actually what it looks like. Mm-hmm. What and and it, and I'm getting better at surrendering to it being different and like. <sighs> still their resistance is still there and 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 i'm yeah i'm learning to yeah i'm learning to just be with that and um when one of my first mantras when i did training camp for the soul two and a half years ago was my life flows with ease and grace and like now two and a half years later i like finally get it (laughs) well it's easy Mm -hmm. it's graceful to be easy yeah um yeah yeah that's what's next for me um i have a uh like this like deep burning calling desire purpose in me um and i've described it a few different ways but the way that like really lands for me is um when i am facilitating someone and we're we're working through like some of their darkest shit in their life and there's a moment where they let go of like the all of those things they move through them they move through the emotions and something comes through for them that is their most authentic truth mm. it arises from deep within mm-hmm. them and there's a moment where they open their eyes and they mm. are that thing that gives me goosebumps. Yeah. Because I've witnessed it. Every time. Yeah. And I I look them directly in their eyes into their soul. And it's the moment where they see themselves for the first time. Mm. And the way, the analogy that I give is it's like this, um, this map of the globe. And it was like the, I don't know what they call them, the, like the little lights. There's lights everywhere. If, as if you were to look at a, a world map during nighttime like the lights mm-hmm. go like in a time lapse and i just visualize like every time that happens a light shows up on that map 
and and then like another light shows up and another light shows up and i have these dreams where just like pop like popcorn like mm-hmm. they're just starting to pop up all over the globe because we serve people all over the world and um there's like this sense that i'm finally doing what i'm on this earth to do mm-hmm. and recognizing that i'm really fucking good at it and just feel like we're we're we every single person who's doing this work for themselves is on the precipice of of healing like our society mm-hmm. and like i believe that mm-hmm. i believe that we're ending these generational traumas and these stories that have been passed down for who knows how long mm-hmm. and it's like so exciting to be it feels like on the tip of the spear of this and to be surrounded by all these amazing people doing similar work, uh, both for themselves and for others. And that's what's alive in me right now. And that's what, that's what, what drives me, honestly. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, something a friend, uh, a friend of mine said to me just a few days ago was when, um, his wife got pregnant. Um, he was really, it was really emotional. It was like the emotions got turned up, um, from normal, uh, feminine emotions <laughs> And they're tenfold now. And he, for a while, was focusing on trying to manage the emotions. And he said, you know, I I had this realization to where I had just maxed out my capacity, my container. And so I tripled down on expanding my container to hold more and more of her. Mm -hmm. And so that's the way that I, I, I didn't know that's what I was doing. But, like, everything in me is in the pursuit of expanding my container, Mm -hmm. my capacity Mm -hmm. to hold more and more in my personal life. And then I know that the more I expand myself, the more I'll be able to serve others. Yeah. And so it's this like beautiful place where like my job is I just work on myself. (laughs) Yeah. I feel that so deeply. I'm like, Oh, you mean I'm just the deeper I go, the more I serve. Yeah, exactly. What a beautiful motivation. Joke sometimes that like I'm a, I'm if, self-care were a profession yeah i'd be a pro yeah (laughs) for real yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. so that's what's alive in me and um you know i i've been called to (laughs) called silly like the messages are really clear that i need to i need to enjoy my life more i get in those cycles where just work too hard fill my days Mm -hmm. so i'm playing more Mm -hmm. i'm adventuring Mm -hmm. We're going to be playing in California together mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. next month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, this is a record-breaking episode length. We may make it two episodes. Cool. I think we'll make it two episodes. Yeah. And it was also... Um, it's my favorite so far. Mm, thank <laughs> you. For a lot of reasons. Yeah. Um, and also... Um, yeah, some things that I've never shared publicly. Same. Things that we haven't talked about publicly. Well, you heard it here first, y'all. Boom. Exclusive. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I just want to thank you, Bryn. Mm. I want to thank you for it all. Yeah. From the first moment 
every moment in between. You have absolutely been my greatest teacher. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and also gave me the, the greatest gift. Mm. Yeah, and I know you know that, and I know I've told you that, but I would not be the man I am today without your courage. Mm. Your, yeah. And, and for all the ways that for 10 years uh, I led the relationship and I led you, uh, you really led in this recent expansion. Mm. Thank you. You're welcome. It means a lot. Well, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Um, is there anything else you want to share before <laughs> we go? <laughs> How long you got? No, I'm just joking. I feel very complete. Okay. Yeah. Um, where, this is, feels obvious and silly but where can people find you mm. if they want to connect with you instagram at brin b-r-y-n and my newly taken back last name daylor d-a-y-l-o-r mm. it's the best way to connect with me you can also find me on my website which is carly brin c-a-r-l-e-e-b-r-y-n.com um, both places are great ways to connect with me more awesome and I put, promote the shit out of your Instagram, too. I know. I so appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Follow along. Uh, Bryn shares. Uh, if you like what I share, uh, Bryn shares as deeply mm-hmm. in, in her own experience and yeah. vulnerably and honestly. Um, thank you all for listening to this episode. And we'll close with one last question that I've been asking every guest. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is the theme of this podcast. Uh, What does vulnerability mean to you? Hmm. Vulnerability to me means putting my heart on a silver platter and saying this is all of me, sharing all of what is inside of me with you, knowing that you could take that, shatter it, reject it, love it. There's any different possibility, but being, I don't even want to say with like comfortable, because I certainly wouldn't say that it's comfortable, but knowing that that is my access point to real intimacy, real love and real connection, because you see all of me. I'm not hiding any of it. And to be able to take that and say, like, I see all your shit and I love it and I still choose you, that is vulnerability to me. That is so beautiful. Mm. Mm. This uh, (laughs) is another evidence of we're the same person. I wrote a poem called I Put My Heart on Your Table. And it was about that. Mm. Just like knowing what could happen. But. I'm going to leave it there (sighs) and I'll let you hold it. Mm. That's beautiful. Mm. Twin. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Brynn. Thanks for having me. (laughs) This was so much fun. It was great. (laughs) All right, folks. That's another episode. If you hung in there for two hours and 20 minutes, you got some juicy nuggets. (laughs) Juicy? Juicy nuggets. Um, And as always... Uh, If you'd like this, please subscribe. Please share this. Please post this. 
it is not the goal of the podcast to be the biggest, uh, but it is the goal to be the most connected and the most vulnerable. Uh, and so if that resonates with you, please share this with someone uh, who you think would love it. And um, thank you. Thank you for following along. Um, and uh, if you have any guests that you think would be a great fit for this podcast, please let me know. Uh, this is absolutely my passion is to share this message. And so thank you for making that a reality. Love you all. Love you all.